Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. A podcast, just a, we want to talk about uh, the whole Word of God. You know, we want to get on here and we want to discuss uh, everything that we can possibly find in the Word of God to talk about. And so we're going to begin, as always, going to the Lord. Dear Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for your kind spirit and your loving way but God, we know you mean business. And we know that there is a hell because the Bible says so. And we're going to talk about it today, Lord. So I pray, God, that you put words in my mouth from your words and guide us along that we may learn. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, I just want to say before we start, you know, there's a lot of folks that honestly, uh, they, you know, want to discount that Jesus talked about hell, but he shown up did. And uh, we're going to get into that a little bit. And, and I certainly don't want this to be, uh, you know, uh, certainly a drudgery to nobody. But, you know, we do need to talk about hell. Because if we are not ready to meet the Lord, there is impending judgment. And we've got to make ourselves ready to meet the Lord. And, of course, this podcast, we, uh, you know, we are geared towards uh, those who are serving the Lord and trying to give, you know, you want some extra Bible study and all. And we, we certainly want to do that. But also, uh, we got a mind to understand that maybe sometimes somebody's going to come on this podcast and be listening that may not know the Lord. And so we want to let you know that we've got to be ready to meet the Lord. All of us got to be ready to meet the Lord. And, uh, you know, uh, Jesus is all loving and Jesus is still available to us. Amen. God is still making the Son of the living God available to us uh, in order that we might be saved. Uh, but one of these days, uh, we are going to have to give an account to God. We're going to have to meet him one day. And when we do, if we are not ready to meet him, if we've not taken Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Now, I did, I have a Twitter account, and it's uh, called the Eunuch Preacher Living Life. And I go on there and I tweet my Twitters, or Twitter my tweets, I don't know what you call it. But anyhow, and it was one of the things that, uh, you know, that we tweeted or tweeted, or whatever you want to call it, uh, that, you know, some people, uh, you know, we've got to be able to take the Lord as both our Savior and our Lord. But some people only want to take the Lord, Jesus Christ, as their Savior, and they don't want Him to be their Lord. But you've got to take Jesus Christ as both your Savior and your Lord. Because if you don't take Jesus as your Lord, and only your Savior, you don't take Him as your Lord, You're not going to listen to him and obey him. But if you accept the fact that he's not only your Savior, he's also your Lord, that means he lords over us. That means he rules and reigns over us and reigns over our hearts. And that's what we want, folks. We want the Lord to rule and reign in our hearts. And so we got to obey his word. We got to know what his word says to obey it. How are you going to obey something you don't know? Well, the Lord left his word here. Now, I know there's a lot of folks that they want to slam the Word of God and they want to talk about it and want to destroy it. But I'm telling you what, if God could put that sun up there and those stars and moon and everything that's up there, I'm telling you right now, if God can preserve everything that he has, preserved up to this point where we are, hallelujah, God can preserve his Word. There's no sense in people thinking uh, every day when you wake up, you know that sun is going to shine. Now, there may be clouds that cover it up and everything, but you know every day that sun's going to shine. Now, we've got some people that are saying, oh, it's going to burn out pretty soon and all of this. Well, you know, uh, that ain't happened. God's in charge. God's in charge. Don't you worry about that now. So, but 
God did leave his word. He preserved his word just as he's preserved us. He's given us this earth and it's always met our needs and fed us and gave us the rain we need and the sun we need and all of those things. But God has left his word here and he's preserved it just as well. Now I realize that the word of God has went through uh, some perilous times. And some people because of that and because of some people uh, their misunderstanding about how God uses humans to do his work uh, so many times, they misunderstand that. They don't understand that the word of God was God breathed and people wrote as God moved on them and breathed on them to speak the word of God. Now certainly God uh, spoke in the times and the areas and errors and all of those, not errors like as in mistake, but I mean eras, um, in the times that uh, the different prophets spoke and all of this. They're going to talk about the times uh, during those times and they're going to speak of what was going on in that time. And a lot of people just get mistakes uh, made by misunderstanding those things. But we are not of a people that need to misunderstand. God has given us his word and he's given us the Holy Ghost. He has baptized believers with his Holy Ghost in fire and that Holy Ghost will teach you. It will lead you, the Bible says, into all truth. There ain't no sense in us not knowing the truth. The Holy Ghost is available to us and it will lead us into all truth. So one of those truths is that the Lord spoke about hell. And a lot of folks don't want to hear that. And I know you don't. I know a lot of folks don't. And, uh, you know, we live in such perilous times. That means dangerous times. And so much is going on. And so many times we've got, uh, you know, mass shootings, one right after another. And just uh, so many things we deal with, school shootings. And, and, and you know, and I understand a lot of times uh, Christians make the mistake of not uh, speaking against the shootings that happen other places, such as places we wouldn't go, you know, like into a bar or something like that. But we should always be against any and all violence. Now, that's just the way it is, folks. We've got to put our mind to set that Jesus Christ, he does not want us to be walking in a violent manner. And those times that come about when people lose their lives, we've seen when uh, people lose their lives in these shootings in the bar. That means those people are no longer... Uh, with the ability to be saved and no longer uh, with that moment that they can call on God and repent. And we should be mourning with them, as the Bible says, to mourn with those that mourn. We shouldn't be of such an attitude that we can't understand that. We've got to have a loving way about us. But we also have to talk about hell. We've got to talk about hell because if we don't talk about hell, y'all, we're not, we're not going to understand that uh, you know, if if your child, let's think about this now. Let's talk about this. If your child knew that they was never going to get in trouble, you're never going to have no trouble, you know exactly what's going to happen. They're going to do whatever they full well please, and you're going to have a little brat on your hands. That's what's going to happen, and you know that's the truth. And you're going to spare the rod, spoil the child. Now, I'm not talking about beating your child, but I'm talking about correcting the child when they, they need to be corrected. Well, God is the same way. And, and when you know that there is uh, trouble, uh, we, we got people that uh, work for city and state and all of this, and they will put up signs as cautions. You know, if there was a bridge out, wouldn't you want to know uh, by a sign that gives you the caution that there's a bridge out and don't keep driving because the bridge is out uh, and you're going to fall into the water and you're going to die? 
certainly you would want a warning. So it's no different with the word of God, folks. We've got to give the warning that there is a hell. Amen. Because Jesus talked about it. Now, a lot of people want to make Jesus into a candy man, but Jesus ain't no candy man. Now, certainly he's loving and sweet and kind. And Jesus is still through the mouth of those that will preach and teach and live the word of God and reach out to the lost, just as we're trying to do with this podcast. Uh, you know, we, we want to reach to you and we want to let you know there's a warning sign ahead. There's a hell that people can fall into. We want to give that warning sign to tell you to stop, stop, because there is a way that you can turn around. And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for the Lord and all that he did for us to make a way for everybody. That's what he did. Now, let's get into the word of God. Let's talk about this. Now, Matthew chapter 10 and verse 28. We're going to look at a few things that Jesus said because some people, uh, they twist the word of God. I've seen some people that they have been Christians for a long time and then they turn on the Lord. And next thing you know, their own podcast or their own their own shows or whatever they're doing and just turn on the Lord and just talking all kinds of evil. But we're going to talk about the word of God. Chapter 10 of the book of Matthew and verse 28 says, now this is the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Those who can kill the body, they can't kill your soul. Now, I know it's a fearful thing if you come under this uh, attack and maybe you look like it's going to, you're going to be killed. And certainly, uh, there have been Christians over time that have been in that position and they have died. Uh, but he said not to fear those that can kill the body, but only the one that can, can uh, well, let's read this again. Uh, and fear not them which can kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. Folks, if you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, nobody can kill your soul. And if you think your soul is not a part of your body, you better, you better understand something. You better hear me. Certainly, the body, the Bible tells me that to be absent from uh, the body is to be present from the Lord, is to be present with the Lord. So one of these days, we're going to leave the body. That's true. But one of, the, one of these days, if you make up your mind to serve the Lord, the Lord is going to come back and you're going to have that body back, but it's going to be a glorified body. Hallelujah. Just like the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we ain't got time to talk about that right now, but we won't talk about hell. So he said, fear not them that kill the body, but not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him, which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, there are several words. In the Greek translation, that is translated hell, and some people, uh, they get this mixed up, and they don't understand, and there's certainly uh, different um, words that are used, and some of it's talking about the grave itself, and some of it's talking about uh, just different uh, aspects of, of what is translated hell, and that gives uh, a mistake in translation so many times with so many people, because a lot of people, they'll look up the word hell, and they'll say, oh, this is talking about the grave. Well, what's the big deal? Well, because there's other words that literally translate hell. There's talking about a place of torment. So now, when we look at this, God is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. And so we don't want that. And Jesus said himself, you've got to fear him. We've got to have the fear of God. Do you know how many people have just absolutely lost the fear of God? They don't mind speaking against God. They don't mind speaking against his word because they have literally lost the fear of the living God in their soul. Now, that's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Let's go on to uh, also to Luke 12 and verse 5. What else does Jesus say written by Luke? Now, Luke uh, is, you know, he's not an apostle. Uh, 
and he was uh, he's actually uh, not a Jew. And uh, he wrote this book along with the book of Acts. And this is what he says. Now, so if any of y'all, you got this idea, oh, only the Jews wrote the Bible. And, and you know, so many people have such twisted ideas because they don't study. If you will come on the podcast and if you will listen to the eunuch preacher. Now, we've got, uh, we uh, tape our worship services and it is called the eunuch preacher. And uh, we have our full worship service and singing and praising the Lord and worshiping the Lord. And I'm telling you what, we're holy rollers. We love to give God praise. Hallelujah. And I, I, I think that you would enjoy that. And we go in there and on the Sabbath, which is Saturday, we go in there and we uh, also preach and uh, have a wonderful time. And you uh, are certainly invited with that. And I invite you to look at my tweets. I share the word of God and talk about Scripture and different things on my tweet called The Eunuch Preacher Living Life. So you're welcome to join in on that as well. But anyway, Luke 12 and verse 5. It says, now these are the words of Jesus, folks. The one that so many people want to make a candy man out of him because they think all he does is give you sweets. Tell me, what would happen to your child if you said, you know what, you can eat whatever you want. You want to eat just sweets and candy and cookies and ice cream and whatever you want and however much you want. And, and, and you can just, uh, you don't have to ask me. You can just go get it and do whatever you want. You know full well if you did that and your child goes, and you know most children. Now, I know there's a few that won't do that. But for the most part, children go, whoa, I've got me a heyday here. I can go do. And they will get up in there and they'll do all that. Next thing you know, they're coming to you. I got a belly ache. And then you got to take care of it. Why? Because you let them do whatever they want. And you didn't say nothing to him. Now, Jesus is not going to sit there and just give you sweets, folks. Jesus is going to tell us like it is. And Jesus is not going to miss any beat on nothing. And that's the reason why we're here. We're here to talk about the whole Word of God. We're not going to uh, mamby-pamby around. We're not going to play footsies with Jesus. We're not going to play footsies with you. And we're not going to play footsies with the Word of God. We're going to tell it like it is. So, uh, what it says here in verse 5, it says, But I will warn forewarn you this is jesus forewarning us jesus says but i will forewarn you ye shall fear whom ye shall fear excuse me i'm gonna read that again but i will forewarn you whom ye shall fear fear him which after he hath killed have power to cast into hell yea i say unto you fear him don't tell me God don't kill. He sure enough can. And does. the Bible talks about that. There's plenty of verses. And Jesus tells us about this. He said we've got to fear the one that can not only kill, but God can cast us into hell. And But the last uh, set of verses that we're going to talk about, I want you to make your way if you will. Uh, well, wait a minute. Now, let's go to chapter 5, verse 22. I got one more here. I, I didn't see that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I marked it down. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 22. Let's see what that one has to say. All right. Now, Jesus is talking. He's got some words to say. And he says, and he's talking about anger. All right. This is where he's really talking about anger, where people are angry with their family members. They're angry with uh, the people around them. And they, they're just, uh, you know, you're calling names and you're doing all kinds of things. And this is what the Lord says. He said, well, let's start with verse 20, uh, 21. And this is chapter 5 of the book of Matthew. 
Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Ye shall not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Verse 22. But I say unto you. Now that doesn't mean that Jesus has got a different word than God because he is God. But what Jesus had to do was he had to come clarify what he meant because everybody wanted to twist up the word of God. And so Jesus is trying to clarify exactly what he means. He says, but I say unto you. He said, I'm going to give you the detail. That whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause. Now it does say that. Now there's got to be a rightful cause for you to be upset with your brother. But it ought not be to kill. Shall be in danger of the judgment. Okay, you ain't got no reason to be angry. You're just angry. Maybe you didn't like because... Uh, they were born and maybe you didn't like because maybe they're the older one maybe they're the younger one and they you know uh, oh mom and daddy always favor you because you're such a, you're the baby or maybe it was the older one well mom and daddy always gave you everything because you're the oldest one and da 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 you know I, I've heard it all but anyway uh, you know there's all kinds of reasons why people can be upset but Jesus is saying there got to be a rightful cause for you to be upset now, maybe they did do something that caused you to be upset. However, Jesus is going to tell us. He said, uh, now, whosoever angry with your brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in the danger of the council. So there's different levels here of anger. But, and we'll go into that a little bit more another time. But whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hell fire. Now the thing that I want to focus on is not everything else that was said, but basically the Lord is dealing with different types of anger here. And the Lord said there is a place and a space where you can go with your anger towards whoever it is, whether it be a family member, maybe it be a church family member, maybe uh, uh, your neighbor, whoever. Uh, you know, because really, you know, our mom and daddy was Adam and Eve in the garden, folks. Come on. Now, you, you need to stop all this race nonsense because every one of us is brother and sister because we've all... Now, I don't mean that in a weird way because, you know, we can't be married our brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, our natural family and all and, and certainly uh, shouldn't be doing like uh, stepbrother and sister and adopted brother and sister either. That's that just... Uh, your Bible even talks about that. But, but you know, uh, the thing of it is... There's some folks that when you say, look, we all come from the same mom and daddy, Adam and Eve in the garden, they want to just be mean and they want to be rude and they want to be disrespectful and they'll twist whatever you say. You know what? Any of you people that are listening, you want to twist, you better go somewhere else. Find yourself, sit down, listen, or go somewhere else. There ain't no sense in all that. You need to straighten yourself out. You got to meet God. Amen. Now, all right, so... Uh, Matthew 5, chapter 5, verse 22, he said, but he said, thou fool, the one that says thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Now, I want to make a point here. Jesus is talking about hellfire. And there are people that will twist this up and they will say, oh, Jesus didn't mean that. Look, Jesus said what he meant and he meant what he said. Don't play games with Jesus. Don't play games with him. Jesus don't, you think Jesus don't mean what he says? What kind of God would he be if he don't mean what he says? He sure does. He means exactly what he says. Now let's go to Luke chapter 16. And we're going to go uh, chapter 16. And we're going to be in verses 19 through 31. Now I want y'all, uh, if you will bear with me, uh, just to bear with me for a moment as we read these things. Alright. It says, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen, 
and fared sumptuously every day. Now these things, uh, when you you've got purple and fine purple clothing and fine linen and those type of things, that always was, was indicative of people that were rich because uh, those that were poor could not afford the dye that would be used in order to color things, and purple was a sign of royalty as well. So this man, he had a very high position, and he lived sumptuously. That meant he didn't have any of his needs that was not met. He always had more than enough, way more than enough. But look what it says. It says every day he was like this. Every day he lived this way. Verse 20, it says, And there was a certain beggar whose name was Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. Now some people will, they're going to flat out tell you a lie and say this is just a parable. It is not a parable. The Bible says, Jesus spoke and said, there was a certain rich man. There was a certain rich man. And then in verse 20, you find him naming Lazarus. Lazarus, excuse me. Now, the thing about this is that when you lose your soul and you go to hell, you are no longer counted among the living. Your name is wiped out. This is the reason why his name is not mentioned, but Jesus wanted to make a point of us understanding there was a certain man. Jesus made that clear. And the name of Lazarus, because he's among the living, because when he died, he obviously believed in the Lord and served the Lord, even in his uh, predicament that he was in, as poor as he was. So it says, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which laid at his gate, at this rich man's gate, full of sores. He was not only poor, but he was sick. And verse 21, it says, and desiring to be fed of the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. In other words, all that man was asking for, he wasn't asking for him to give him, uh, could you help me invest and give me some money to invest? No, he didn't do that. All he wanted was the crumbs from the table. You know what the crumbs were fed to? The dogs. That's what they were used for. And so uh, I know many years ago when I was really young, a lot of people didn't buy canned food. That's exactly what they got. They got the scraps from the table. The dogs did. And uh, so now, but it says even the dogs came and licked his sores. Now what this tells you is this rich man did nothing. He did not take care of him. And the dogs themselves, he wouldn't even take care of the man's uh, health needs. And you say, well, why would he or should he? Because Jesus was making a point. Look, this man's sin, this man's problem, he had everything he needed, and he had somebody that was right there in view of him every day, and the Lord made a point of explaining that to him when he's in hell. You had somebody right in front of you that you should have done something with, and what you did, you decided to sin, and you decided to do it a different way. And then the dogs have to come along and lick the sores. Instead of you taking care of it, and, and you wouldn't even give him the crumbs off your table. Now, maybe he did sometime, but the bottom line is that's all the, one, the man asked for was just the crumbs off the table. He wasn't begging for a room in the man's house. He wasn't asking for some money to invest in some scheme or crazy thing. Uh, no. Uh, or even to start a, a viable business. No, he just wanted the crumbs off the table. Now, verse 22. It says... And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now this tells you the body went to the grave. It's going to tell you that. 
but also because the body went to the grave. Listen to what it says, though, that happened to Lazarus. Now, Lazarus obviously was a believer. He went into the bosom of Abraham. Now, there's a lot of, uh, you know, debate, you know, between theologians and all this about that. But listen, folks, this man was put in a place of comfort. He was put in a place of peace. And he was aware of that because it says he was comforted. So if you're comforted, you know when you're comforted. So don't tell me that man didn't know. Yes, he did. Now, the reason why it says the other man was buried is because, look, your body's going to rot. And now certainly everybody's, even, even a child of the living God, when our body dies, certainly they do rot and, they, and to the grave. But we have a, a hope that our body's going to be resurrected. This man does not have that, and that's the reason why it's explaining buried. Because there is a day when that dead body going to raise up, but it's going to raise up to corruption. You're going to be judged by the things that you did in the body. That's what's going to happen to this man. Now, let's look at the rest of this. It says, and the man came, and it came to pass, verse 22 of tra uh, verse uh, chapter 16 of the book of Luke, chapter uh, 16, verse 22. It came to pass that the beggar died and also uh, and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom, and the rich man died and was also buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes. This is Jesus talking, folks. He said, in hell, he lifted up his eyes. In hell, he lifted up his eyes. And then it says, being in torments. Jesus said it. Being in torments. You going to call Jesus a liar? I would not do that if I were you. And the Bible says, furthermore, it says he was, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. You know what that tells me, folks? That means the people in hell, they're going to see the glory of God. They're going to see all of the people that are serving God and living for God. You say, well, I thought we was, we was done working for the Lord when we get to heaven. No, we got thanks to do. We will always have thanks to do. That's the way God created us, and that's a wonderful thing. But... Um, you know, uh, the bottom line is that Jesus is talking about this man and he says where he went. He said he lifted his eyes up in hell. His body's in the grave, but he lifted his eyes up in hell. Don't you think for one minute you ain't going to know you're in hell if you don't make it to heaven. Now, let's look at the rest of this. He seeth Abraham and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. There is a gulf between them. He sees them far off, but he can see and then in verse 24 it says, And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. And whether you want to believe there is or not, Jesus spoke of it. You can sit there and ignore it, or you can listen to what Jesus said. Jesus talks about a flame. You say, well, what about this Father Abraham thing? Listen, Jesus was speaking to a group of Jews they understood uh, who their patriarch was. They knew that Abraham was the patriarch, was the father of the faith, was so on and so forth. They understood that. They believed they were the children of Abraham. And so it was a way for Jesus to speak to them, to get their attention. Now, it's not that Jesus don't lie, or is not lying. He's not lying here. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of typification, if you will, in the scripture of different people, just like David. When we say that the throne of David will be forever, we understand that that means that the Messiah was going to come through the lineage of David. 
And that is true. Jesus Christ came. So that means that Jesus is going to sit on that throne for eternal. It doesn't mean that uh, David would forever be there per se. But the same thing here. There is a usage of the name Abraham. But whether or not God called Abraham to this position to speak to this man specifically in order for these group of Jews to listen is neither here nor there. The point is, don't get sidetracked. Because the fact is, Jesus said, he cried and he said to Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip his finger in water and cool my tongue from and torment him in this flame. Amen. Verse 25. Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime received good things. He knew all about his life. And likewise, Lazarus evil things. He knew about Lazarus' life. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. That's the way it's going to be, folks. If we ain't ready to meet God, and when you're ready to meet God and you make up your mind to serve the Lord, that means you're going to obey Him. There's no sense in us saying, oh, I follow Jesus, I follow Jesus, but you won't obey Him. You've got to obey Him. This is the another point of, of what's being said here. If you don't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you're not going to obey Him, and then you're going to be caught in all of the mess you got yourself into on the earth, but you don't realize it until you inhale. And then when you start to speak and you want to get out, you're not going to be able to get out. And so this is the reason why Jesus is telling this story so that we understand. There's no reason for any of us to go to hell or to sit there and listen to the lies of people that say there is no hell. There's no excuse for this because Jesus spoke of it. But you got people that are saying, oh, Jesus wouldn't do this and God wouldn't send nobody to hell. Don't tell me that when the Bible speaks of this. You're calling God a liar. Now, let's listen to the rest of this. It says, verse 26 of Luke chapter 16. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. There's a great area of expanse between them. So that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, and neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. In other words, there's no way for people to go from one spot to the next. You're not going to have people going from hell into the place of comfort and peace, uh, the place of paradise. You're not going to have that. That's not going to happen. And neither can the people in the place of paradise go to maybe their loved ones and, and, and rescue them out of hell. You know, you got a religion that says, oh, well, you can just pray them out of hell. No, you can't. You can't do that. There's no way to do that. All right. Now, let's look at verse 27. Then he said, Jesus said, I pray thee, that, or not Jesus said, uh, this is what uh, the man in hell said. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. Verse 28. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also should, uh, that they also come into this place of torment. He's saying again, it's a place of torment. And what he's saying is he, he says, won't you at least do this? Won't you at least do this? He said, will you? He said, will you send him, meaning Lazarus? Will you send him to my father's house? He said, I've got five brothers. He said, and, 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 and I need you to tell him about this place of torment. You know, this man in hell, you know what he became? He became a witness for the Lord. He became a soul winner for Jesus in hell. But that's too late to be a soul winner in hell. It's too late, folks, to be a soul winner in hell. But that's what he 
wanted to become, and it was too late. And uh, so we look further into it, and in verse 29, Abraham saith unto him, so the voice answered back to him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. You know what he's saying? He's saying they have the word of God, so let them listen. If you're not listening to the word of God, I'm going to tell you right now, if you refuse to listen to this message, you've listened to the word of God, you have no excuse. If you end up in hell because you would not listen to this preacher, then it's all on you. Your blood is off of my hands. I've done my job in trying to tell you that there is a hell and you better make yourself right with God before it's too late because once you're in hell, there's no way out. And so this is what the voice said to him and spoke to him in hell. And he said, look, they've got the word of God. They've got the prophets and they've got the word of God. And uh, now, so verse 30, and he said, this is the man in hell. He said, no, 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 Father Abraham. Nay, Father Abraham. But if one went from them from the dead, they will repent. He said, if you would just let Lazarus rise up from the dead and go tell my brothers that this is a real place, at least don't let them come here. This had to be a horrible place. And, and he was desperate. He was desperate, so desperate. You know what? Hell is a place of torment just like Jesus says but it's too late your desperation won't work then you've got to get desperate for Jesus now and start telling the people about the Lord now not after it's too late and and not only that but we've got a work to do for the Lord this man refused to do what God wanted him to do it was right in front of his face now, some people say, well, as long as I go do and I, I help the homeless, then I'm going to be out of hell. That's not what this, the essence of this uh, passage of Scripture is. First of all, Jesus is telling us there's a real hell. That's the first thing. But the other thing is, Jesus is telling us, whatever the work is that's in front of you to do, you should be doing it. Are you doing what God has put right in front of you to do, or have you ignored it day after day after day and refused to listen to God? You're going to have to make up your mind. You're going to have to make up your mind to get right with Jesus and obey what he says that he's telling you to do. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus ain't going to tell you to go do something stupid. You hear me? Jesus ain't going to tell you to go shoot up nobody. You better stop that stuff in your head. You got those kind of noises in your head. You better get out and pray and ask the Holy Ghost to come to you and touch your living soul that you get right with Jesus because the Lord will speak to you right things. God will speak to you life and that more abundantly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's finish these verses of Scripture as we close. And the next thing that this man or this voice that speaks to him in hell says to him when he said, Can you just raise Lazarus up from the dead and send him to my relatives? This is what he says in verse 31. The voice said back to him, And he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded. The one rose from the dead. You know what he's saying there, folks, as we close? He said, if you're not going to listen to the word of God, you're not going to even listen to somebody rising up from the dead and coming to talk to you. Because do you know how many people have actually said, now I'm not justified and I'm not saying whether it did or didn't. I can only tell you my experience, but I'm telling you there are people that have said, look, I died. And I saw hell and I came back to tell you. And they don't listen. They don't listen. So if they really did, you know, if they really did go through those experiences, people aren't listening to them. They laugh at them. 
You know, I've had my experience, my afterlife experience, and I came back, God brought my heart back to beating again whenever it stopped. And, uh, and I can tell people over and over, but people are not going to listen. And so the bottom line is, he said, look, this is how it is. If you don't have a mind to listen to the word of God, you are not going to listen to nobody rising from the dead. So the point being that Jesus is making here too, you better get busy and listen to the word of God. All right, folks. So with that said, Jesus did talk about hell. We don't want to go there. And I just pray that you will be ready to meet him. And I'm just going to end this podcast with a prayer. Dear Lord, I'm asking you, God, to help anybody that was listening that is not right and ready for you. Please, my Lord, have mercy on their soul and reach to them and convict their heart of their sin that they may repent and turn to the living God and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior that they may be saved when they take their last breath. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. I'm so glad to have had this time with you, and I'm just hoping to meet you again on Thursday. We are doing this podcast, or on Friday, I'm sorry. Uh, we are doing this podcast right now on Friday uh, and Tuesdays, and uh, we'll be uh, glad to be speaking to y'all again. And until we meet again, God bless you. And remember, we've got our pot, our uh, um not our podcast, but our podcast, God's Whole Word. Remember that one. But we also have uh, on YouTube, we have what's called the Eunuch Preacher. That's on YouTube. And we have our whole entire uh, worship service. And, and we, uh, uh, you know, you just uh, want to click on it sometime. Now, we do the whole service. So it's, a you know, going to, from beginning to end, we've got our prayer service. And we've got our worship service. And we've got our singing. And we got our preaching. And, and uh, taking prayer requests. Everything is on there. So it's a, you know, it's a nice long service but that's on saturdays on the sabbath and we would just love it you would just enjoy even if you won't just come in and just listen once or twice or whatever and maybe you just want to listen to half of it one time and half another because sometimes we can go a couple of hours we can do because we love to worship god and then i also have my uh uh my um i'm trying to remember all this stuff folks i got so many different things and i'm just now learning how to do all this electronic stuff but then i got my twitter that i tweet and it's called the eunuch preacher living life and you can look on there with the tweets that I do on my Twitter. All right, y'all. May the Lord keep you and bless you until we meet again. God bless.